With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So the other day, my mother-in-law, she's going to have us over for some lobster. And I say to myself, I'm really in the mood for a good lobster roll, a good hot buttered lobster roll. So on the way there, I grab some really nice hot dog buns, butter, the accoutrement. We go over there. I grill the buns, butter the buns up real nice, crack the lobsters perfectly, take out all the garbage meat, build yep, my yep, lobster yep. roll, take a bite into it. And I realize I'm not really into lobster anymore. So your lobster was a phase for you is what you're saying? I don't know. Was it a 33-year okay. phase? So I've never been a quote-unquote lobster guy. I'll enjoy a lobster roll here mm -hmm. and there. I don't seek lobster, though. That's for sure. Am I lobstered out? I Maybe. Maybe. Is that a possibility to be lobstered out? Lobster in and of itself is not the best. There's some people that absolutely love it. I prefer... Like crab, I think is tasty. That was me. I was lobster through and through. I would get three to six pound lobsters on my birthday every year. And I think this past year, maybe I just went too lobster heavy. I don't know if that made me a little sick, but I was sick the next day. Okay. Am I just over lobsters? You might be. You might be. Hey, taste buds change. That's what they say. You know what I like now is lemon out of nowhere. As I got older, lemon. So here's a question for you. Yeah. I like lemon flavored things in general, you know, drinks, yeah. sweets. Do you like like lemon flavored like baked goods? They're okay. I'm saying more like if I'm having a salmon, get the nice oh. lemon on there. Oh, yeah, that's like goes hand in hand pretty much. Unless unless you have already like a pretty good glaze on there that the acid isn't going to penetrate. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I like I like a little lemon on my seafood. So what do you think? I should just take off the rest of the summer from the lobster and just check back in next year? Maybe try it at the end of the summer. The end of the summer. Change. You know what yeah. else is a big thing here, too, in New England? We are in Massachusetts. Lobster right, right. per pound is outrageous. Which doesn't make sense considering we're like, I don't know, seven miles from a real live lobster in the ocean. But do you know this, though, is that if you pay $55, you can get a lobster license. Just buy some traps, and you can have up to 10 traps at once. Yeah, but then you got to check them. You can check them, but then you have as many lobsters as you want, which does not help me with my issue of not being into lobster right now. you got to know where to place them and then also go and check them. And both those things. Just put them in the both. river. I'm sure you'll get something. <laughs> All right. Yeah, good point. One goo, three, yeah! Mac and goo! Jaws three! Mac and goo! King of Queens! Mac and goo! Meryl Street! Mac goo! Entertainment! I'm goo! And I'm Mac! And we are the Mac and Goo program. We bring you friendship. Yep, and today we're talking about uh, interspecies friendship, goo. Are we gonna save that for spoilers? No. I mean, the whole the show is about scrolls on Earth. I think that's. I'm saying more about like uh, banging scrolls. Oh, oh, well. So here, here's, here's my take uh, on the scrolls. First of all, I don't like women who are bald, so mm -hmm. I wouldn't want a, a, a bald scroll. But like Green Gamora, all in on that doesn't bother me. 
but the ears of the scrolls bothersome as well. Okay, so my take on this is like, as long as the scroll doesn't want to look like the scroll while you're doing it, like if the scroll is into role play, if the scroll is into like, you know, like they'll look like whoever you want them to look like. Sure. That's not bad. No, that's that is certainly a perk. But then the natural follow up there is do the the where you're putting where you puts in the penis. Does it feel <laughs> does it feel like I guess a that's the question, too. Like, can they make everything right as one right. would assume? Yeah. Like, say if one night you say to yourself, I want a really big ass. Get me, please turn into Megan the Stallion. Please. Give me a really big ass right now. <laughs> uh, that does what raise a good question. Speaking of ask you, I have been very confused. And, and this was a point uh, that other people brought up that now is bothersome to me. When the scrolls change forms. Yes. Why do the clothes also change? Well, that's like a lot of things, I guess. Although the MCU has been better about that. Like when the Hulk would turn back into Bruce Banner, he would then be nude sometimes. Why would they just say, oh, the scrolls also have this like alien microfiber that can change I into guess. things? It just bothers the shit out of me. Goo! Yeah. And the folks at home. Today we are talking about secret invasion. I'm glad that we got the sex with the scrolls out of the way, because yes. that was really yeah. something that I've been thinking about. We'll be coming back. Okay, to we'll that, get back to it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. There'll be more on I'll that. I'll be spending too. most of this podcast talking about that. <laughs> We're talking about Secret Invasion, a Disney Plus television miniseries, and I think that essentially means it's just going to be a one-off, no second season, but who knows. I hope change. so. Uh, oh, was a spoiler alert there? Yeah. Big market tease? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I actually think uh, where this season leaves off, uh, a second season would almost have to be Well, better. I would say that if you had more to tell, you could have put it into this season because they didn't do enough with the six episodes that they had. I almost feel like they actually needed a couple more episodes. So I guess we're oh, feeling differently okay. about this. Um, Goo, this is the 40th, 4-0. Uh, so maybe we can do an official hot dog scale for oh. the MCU coming up maybe in a month or so when we have nothing else to talk about. Uh, 40th entry into the MCU. This is the eighth series. There have been 32 movies. Uh, this is a TV 14 action, adventure, and drama. I would sub out adventure and sub in thriller. More the more of a thriller and drama than than anything. Erotic, I'd put erotic in yes. there. Yes, well, considering what we're talking about, yes. Uh, six episodes running a total of two hundred and sixty nine minutes. Nice. Uh, that's approximately about forty five minutes each. Although I think all three of the final episodes were under forty minutes, and it did it did feel a little quick towards the end. The first three felt longer. The last three felt shorter. Uh, goo. Yes. Really interesting discussion here. About amongst what the critics and the audience feels about this show. On Rotten Tomatoes, this has a 57% from the critics, 60% from the audience. Now, that audience score of 60% makes it second worst by a lot, although the bottom there is 32% She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. If you go by the audience scores, Goo, this is the seventh best show, and the six above it are Best all or worst? A oh, seventh best show. I'm sorry, I thought I meant property. I'm... Seventh. Okay. Seventh best show. show. Yeah. So yes. second to worst. Correct. Okay. And the six above it have only a 10 point percentage spread there from 90% to 80%. Loki, Hawkeye, Moon Knight, WandaVision, mm -hmm. Falcon and Winter Soldier, Miss Marvel in that order. Yeah. The critics skew give it a 63 on Metacritic. That makes it the worst MCU show, according to the critics. 
a little bit below Hawkeye at 66, which I don't quite understand that. The spread here on Metacritic, the top is 78, Miss Marvel, 77, WandaVision, 74, Loki, also Falcon and Winter Soldier, 69, Moon Knight, nice. She-Hulk, 67, Hawkeye, 66, this, 63. So the critics have sort of lumped them all together, or almost two tiers, according to the critics. I actually feel more like the critics, or at least the way they're kind of ranking these shows more than I do the audience. Okay, and I know that one of the big issues with the audience is that this was called Secret Invasion, and it did not come close to the comic, or it did not pay off on a lot of the stuff that the comic has in it. So um, a few days ago, uh, yeah. Wes of Change My Mind podcast, and I did a little bit of a, a series finale preview, and we talked a little bit about that, and I fucking hate these people. If you're one of those persons or people's folks that say, the comic books did this and we never got there, the comic books are out the window at this point. We're certainly drawing upon them and taking ideas, but everything that happens in the MCU now has to be within context of the other 39, now other Well, I would say call, just call the show Nick Fury and the Scrolls. No, there we call go. it Sneaker no, Invasion. Have a, and have a nice sitcom dummy, title. The dummies could be upset about it. That's fine. The dummies could be There weren't enough Avengers, and I do agree with her on that. There were not enough Avengers. I agree with them. Well, again, uh, it's all within the context of the MCU. So, yes, Secret Invasion in the comic books is a larger, a grander scale so story. Within the MCU, they purposefully made it a Nick Fury story. And that was clear months ago, years ago, two years ago when they shot this, that was clear. So, that's just an absolute bullshit criticism. Well, now, if you want to argue what, what was in the show wasn't interesting, fine. Well, that's but my was, main argument, but yeah. It was never going to be what the comic book was. That's a, it's, a, it's null and void. I, I, I don't think that's an appropriate criticism of the show. That's just, it's dumb. But again, I thought this show baseline was, it's hard to say a high floor, but that's sort of what I'm getting at here. The acting is so good in this show that like I enjoyed every episode. Now, I, the finale wasn't particularly good. Mm -hmm. uh, I thought the setup was pretty good. But I thought because of the acting, like, there was almost no way the show was going to fail. Yeah, I mean, I like Sam Jackson enough. I love his Nick Fury enough that I was never going to hate this show. Yeah. But having said that, I was pretty bored. All that said, Goo, though, yeah. we haven't hated any of the MCU shows. I mean, the closest to hating, I would say would be Moon Knight just for the lack of connectivity, lack of uh, connective tissue to the rest of the world. Slash, I um, Falcon I, and Winter Soldier was the I was just about to get there. Yeah, it took you to. And long. then also Captain America Boys, although very captivating in the first uh, four episodes, the last two episodes were terrible. Yeah, the left turn that that series took really was bothered me, bothered the shit out of me, more so than the finale does here. Also because the finale here sets up some some potential things and there are some possibilities. And in then there. also in Moon Knight, so if we're just looking at these three, because these are my bottom three shows here in the MCU, I would just say that Moon Knight has the best single episode out of the three shows, but has the lowest floor. And this one probably is the most consistent out of those three. I think I have this fifth out of the eight. Okay. Smack dab in the middle. I mean, I have it, you know, somewhere from six to eight. So we're not that far off. Yeah. And I think the top two are head and shoulders above the yes, rest. Agreed. The next two are head and shoulders above this. For Granted, me. your second and my second are different, but I do agreed, agree that yeah. Yeah. two are better than. But the we have ones. it tiered similarly. Yes. Which is what I'm getting at here. Like the Metacritic scores all being within 15 points of each other is more so what I'm feeling than the audience being 
so far away on, on this one uh, and She-Hulk. I, I, it's just, and we've talked about this a little bit. I think you have more MCU fatigue than I do. Mm-hmm. And I think that's starting to show and might show here in this conversation. I'm still generally liking most of this. I just am also expecting a bigger like if we get a big payoff at the end of this phase i'll be perfectly happy with this and i've lowered my expectations i've already told you that with ant-man heading into ant-man i'm like i'm expecting something a lot lower than what we've been getting and we did but i accept it i'm fine with all of this right now i am like you said though i'm waiting for something big to happen yep and i think the end of the show has a bit of a to be continued on it as well this show is created and written by kyle bradstreet um, the only thing you'd really know him from was uh, Mr. Robot. He was a producer and writer on Mr. Robot, which a lot of people really enjoyed. I do, I sort of dipped out early in season two um, because I hate what's his face there. Remy Malik. Remy Malik, friend of the show. Uh, he's got something upcoming called Alice. Alice isn't dead. So if you've if you like this series a lot, maybe check that out. Uh, this show is directed and executive produced by Ali Ali Salim Ali Salim. He or she, I didn't check uh, what the gender was. Maybe they has done a lot of recent television directing as well as some writing, but you wouldn't know them from really anything at all. Okay. Relative unknown. Synopsis. Fury and Talos try to stop the Skrulls who have infiltrated the highest spheres of the Marvel Universe. It's a little overselling. That's a huge oversell. Yeah. Earth is a as a substitute for Marvel Universe there. Yeah, I would say that's a big oversell though. And highest sphere highest spheres of the earth. Yeah, it does feel like a lot of the show is way more low stakes than what we were expecting. And maybe it's an expectations thing again, who knows. But I also feel like what this whole show is centered around and that DNA machine and and whatnot um that could get to the highest level of the Marvel Universe. So there's a little bit of a almost like a tease in that synopsis. Mm-hmm. Uh, Goo, this show stars Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury, Amelia Clark as Gaia, that's Talos' daughter, uh, Don Cheadle here as Rhodey. They have him credited as Rhodey, which I think is bizarre. Kingsley Benadair as Gravik, he's the main villain. Killian Scott as Pagan, he's Gravik's right-hand man. Uh, ben Mendelsohn as Talos, Mendy. Olivia Coleman. Say that? I said Mendy. Mendy. Uh, <laughs> Olivia Coleman as Sonya Fallsworth. Uh, Charlene Woodard as Priscilla. Slash Vara, that's Fury's wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dermot Mulroney as President Ritson. Christopher McDonald, that's right. Shooter McGavin in here is Chris Stearns. Pew, pew, pew. Um, I really enjoyed the like the News Network parody stuff. That was that was well done. Uh, Colby Smelders is in here briefly as Maria Hill, as is Martin Freeman as Agent Evan Ross. And then we also have Nisha Leah as Rava, who we'll talk about uh, when we get into spoilers. Uh, Goo, to me, uh, this show was a pretty solid setup. The whole way through five episodes through and Wes and I talked about that a bit a few days ago. However, uh, a, a pretty anticlimactic finale for me. Yeah, it just felt a little lame, a little neat, a little too neat. Well, it has the same issue that a lot of the other MCU shows have of like you have this different type of show like this was at least different than what we've seen in the other MCU shows. But we get yep. in the final episode the same Z finish of not the greatest CGI. I'm not blaming the animators. It's just Although what the budget better, for the show is. Better, better than, than some of the other ones. Yes. Things, yeah. But you get this battle in the sky. You get the lights and the flashes and everything else, which it's just stuff that we've seen before. Yeah, I, I think, and we'll talk about that again in spoilers. I think they thought that was going to be cooler than it actually was. But in concept, sounds pretty cool. 
Yes, for sure. I'm sure when it was storyboarded, it looked awesome. All that negativity about the finale, though. However, they yes. have sort of left some interesting possibilities on the table here, Goo. And like several threads there that I want to tug on. And I'm like, oh, this could lead to this or this could lead to that. Uh, so they sort of did a good job in, and I, I don't want to compare it to this. Maybe you will. What is the name of this? Uh, Dark World. How Dark World wasn't great, Thor Dark but it ended World, up yeah. being meaningful. I think down the line, the show's going to be. Look, if this meaningful. sets up Secret Wars, like if this is just a stepping stone so that when you get into Secret Wars, you don't need all this like backstory and everything else, we can just jump right into it. I guess that it's worth it. Uh, I'm thinking other stuff, but again, we'll wait for spoilers for that. Also, again, the acting was fantastic in here. To me, there was good enough intrigue throughout the first five episodes to keep you invested, keep you looking forward to the finale. It just didn't deliver in that finale. Uh, but again, it might do that going forward. Also, no post credit at the end of the series. I found very frustrating, especially with the next property coming up directly yeah. linked to this somewhat linked somewhat linked. i mean nick fury and scrolls are in the movie it's pretty linked i don't know if there's going to be much about scrolls but yes they're, they're look at the trailers there's a lot of scrolls in there yeah i'm not saying that scrolls are a part of it yeah and maybe a character from this should be a part of it because of what she can do now yeah, right again possibilities uh, is that a saying? Is that a jingle somewhere? What yeah, is yeah. that? I'm going to have you pull that from the board. Uh, we'll get to it at the bottom here. Maybe you'll pick up on it. Possibilities. <laughs> yeah, it is. I'm telling you. Wait, wait, 10 minutes or five, whatever we get there. Let's go okay. to the gauntlet. Okay. The gauntlet here, Mac. First one up here is fun factor. And I think there's not enough. I think there is, there's two or three moments in here where I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. But then immediately felt bored right after. I think that's a fair criticism. I oddly, and I criticize you for doing this uh, on your short-lived podcast with Wes. I actually had fun looking up. Say stuff. my name. Heisenberg. Uh, which <laughs> Say the name of my podcast. Which was, oh, I don't even remember what it was called. MCU at home. Well, that was like the general one. And then we flipped it every single time. Yeah, what was the name of my Loki podcast? Uh, I don't remember. Get help. Yeah. What was the name of my WandaVision podcast? I don't know. One of them was really long. I remember that. That was on purpose. <laughs> oh, it was, um, what if we talked about Marvel's what if, would you listen? That's the one. That's and the, the answer was, was for most people was no. <laughs> uh, I really did have fun looking up stuff that about the episode after the episode. I found myself watching all the new Rockstar videos the moment they came out. Yeah. And this is oddly the first series of the eight that has made me do that a little bit though because i got confused in some of the episodes well whereas for me like you mentioned i had that really successful podcast and i was doing that after every single one and it just felt like homework after a while and that's okay. what this felt like uh it didn't feel like homework for me because it did fill in some gaps so it felt mm -hmm. necessary okay well i'm just i'm i'm over looking up stuff necessary. immediately after episodes Mac, the next one up here is urine. Satisfactor. How satisfied were you by the show? And much like you mentioned, uh, anticlimactic ending did not help. Um, there's two or three things in here that, yes, you do want answers for still. So that kind of leaves some intrigue, but not super satisfying. Yeah, a pretty unsatisfying conclusion. Ultimately, that's what, what you're probably sort of what this means going forward. 
from the six episodes itself, I think a lot of people will get to remember the unsatisfying conclusion. I really want to say the thing that it was very satisfying for me, but I'm going to hold it off for the anti-spoilers. Anti -spoil no, that's not the word. Spoiler no, the section. Spoilers. The yeah. actual spoilers. We're in the anti-spoilers now. Yeah. <laughs> Barometer, very, very boring. Um, I... I don't agree about very, but again, I, I'm not going to argue. There was a lot of talky-talky and not a lot of punchy-punchy the first half of the series. I can't say I was bored, but those first two, three episodes certainly could have used more action. But there, were, there was also some very intriguing dialogue in there. Yeah, the problem but is you that just intriguing dialogue needed better payoff to it. I guess ultimately, but this wasn't a, a great show for like checking your phone because... If you missed a minute of dialogue, it actually. I know, but I have something. so many games on my phone. <laughs> Obviously, a jousting game. Halloween. Will this show wane over time for you? I guess just needing to go back and check on some Easter eggs for future stuff. Otherwise, I don't need it. Yeah, like rewatchability is not high here. However, I think we may be now. This isn't a guaranteed. We may be looking back at this series for massive ramifications going forward. Question for you, and uh -huh. uh, think about it very, very shortly, maybe milliseconds. Okay. Rewatchability, is this the lowest in the MCU so far? It might be, right? Maybe, maybe. It's in the discussion for sure. Top five at least. <laughs> well, yeah, there's only eight shows, so. Well, I'm saying the entire MCU. Oh, oh, no, I think it's it's above Eternals. five. I think it's around top five, though, for rewatchability, not even intrigue while watching the show. Mm, I'll have to look. I'll look. I'll look at a bit. I said you get one that. millisecond. Give me yeah. a yes or no answer. Well, I, Would I you eat you the no. moon if it was made of barbecue no. spare ribs? I already told you no. Again, I, I think they did a good enough job probably making this show matter going forward. Aquator, better or worse than 2017's Aquaman on the line, above the line? I'm below the line, I think. The quality of acting in here, like, undoubtedly puts it well. It does, but Aquaman is more fun. Redheads, am I right? This is above the equator. Max Credit Union, who are you tossing credit at? Because you know who I thought was actually pretty good, and I haven't been the biggest fan of her in the past, is Amelia Clark. Oh, so you you didn't love her in Thrones? I thought everyone liked her in Thrones. I liked her in Thrones. Uh, you didn't like her in Terminator? Uh, I did not watch that. No, that wasn't very good. Yeah, good enough. I uh, I thought Amelia Clark and Olivia Coleman were obviously great, but we expected them to be great. That's why they got cast in here in the first place. I absolutely loved Kingsley Ben-Adair, who I had never seen prior mm -hmm. to this. And oddly enough, uh, he was in Barbie, which just came yeah. out recently. So a uh, good month for him. I'd just never seen him before, and I thought he was as good as anyone in this show. So yeah, and I him. thought, uh, like, especially leading up to the final episode, I thought he was solid. I thought he was really good especially in his little monologue at the end. I thought that was a very good job by him. I thought he was like legit scary as a villain. I, he was a very good villain. One of the better villains we've seen recently. Pants Tan City. Excite Bike Mania. What got you going from this show? Um, the possibilities going forward, Goo. Bit of a cop-out, but Campbell's chicken noodle possibilities. What a payoff. What a payoff. Pull it. Put it on the That'll board. That'll do it for us, guys. Put it on the board.
Please flip the cassette over to side B to continue Devil's the adventure. Chicken noodle, I did not see that coming. And it's in the notes. It's in the notes, and I still didn't right see it coming. There. I don't know how to read, Pipes though. down there. <laughs> um, this show was devoid of a pants tent, unless you love the final battle all that much. Or, or I, yeah, no, really just the final battle was, was a possible pants tent. But the pants tent is going to be, hopefully, a payoff for what this show yeah. was fighting over. What everyone wanted is going to be the real pants tent here. Before we get to the hot dogs, let me ask you about the AI theme song opening credits thing. Did that upset you? I watched it once. I, I said I like the songs and the imagery is kind of cool. I skip every time for every show, like even Peacemaker, which everyone loved. I skipped after the first one. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. Well, well not for those of you tardy to the Mac and Goo party, we rate everything on a 40 hot dog rating system. And Mac, I'm not sure how much I enjoyed this show. I think you could have tightened it up a little bit and maybe had... And this is something that Disney needs to look at in general or Marvel needs to look at in general. I know that they're trying to, you know, consolidate their stuff and not just put out a bunch of shows or a bunch of movies in a year. But like, is it worth it maybe doing made for TV specials? Like having this as like a two and a half hour, two hour made for TV special where then you're filling in to get to these no, movies I don't think so. because I'm not sure we needed three hours of this. Uh, yeah, I, I actually almost am on the opposite end of the spectrum there. I felt like there should have been more meat on the bone in here, and it felt like there probably was at one point. And again, they shot this two years ago, um, so it obviously went through some rewrites and some reshoots. So it almost feels like there was more to be done there, especially at the end, and they chopped it off. Oh, you mentioned two years ago. I also feel like I would have liked this more if it came out two years ago. I think it would have been... Uh, it would have been more connected That's to the stories issue. that we were just with. This feels like it's so far apart from what we've seen okay. over the last couple of years. Yeah, but to your point, if you do think it's going to connect to uh, the Marvels that much, then that's kind of null and void. Nothing in here really felt new or fresh to me, and that is an issue with a lot of the MCU stuff right now. But if you can do it great, it's not as big of a deal. I don't think anything in here is done as well as, say, like a Guardians 3 where, like, that might not have been the freshest movie, but everything in it is done so well that you're still going to enjoy it. The acting's very good. I do like the acting. Like you said, I like Clark. I like Jackson. I like Ben Adir. And the story's solid enough, but not enough payoff. Like, you get a little cliffhanger at the end of every episode, and even the payoff to all those cliffhangers aren't that good. Didn't really hold my attention as well as it should have. I'm looking around a 24 hot dog. Ooh harsh it's a little so harsh is that is that the lowest score you've given to the eight shows it is but in retrospect i should have given some lower scores on some other shows okay all right fair enough so you're gonna have to go in at some point and reorder your your uh mcu don't tell me what to do uh goo <laughs> yes uh again the finale to this which secret invasion espionage thrilling stuff was just way too neat 
not messy enough for or something that was supposed to be kind of messy and again anticlimactic they really hit you over the head with nick fury's love life which especially at the end you're but like, i thought right. that was interesting in like episode three one of the best scenes in the whole series was when him and his wife were sitting at the kitchen table great spoilers scene. he's married it's not it's not a spoiler i thought he was a freewheeling swinging bachelor too neat at the end however I do like this potential witch hunt direction they're going in. So that's a positive. That's one of the positive. One of the threads I'd like to pull on there. Mm -hmm. I'm very interested in a couple characters and what they're going to do going forward. Sonia Fallsworth and Gaia. I'm very intrigued by by where they're going to lead us. I'm also very interested in this whole machine DNA technology stuff and where that plays out. Wes and I talked about this uh, going into the finale here. Red Hulk possibilities, Fantastic yeah. Four possibilities, if you remember. X-Man possibilities. The Fantastic Four mm -hmm. get their powers when they're working on something and it explodes, right? So maybe they're working on a machine like this yeah. and it explodes if they get their powers. I thought it was a good show with great acting and a pretty lackluster finale. So it is an odd balance and it makes it hard to score. I got this like 31-32 hot oh. dogs, 29th overall in the MCU right in that Ultron multiverse of madness range. And I guess that's kind of fitting because those all three had better promise and sort of didn't quite meet the bar that we thought or were had hoped or expectations maybe were too high. And uh, just below this is She-Hulk and Far From Home. Okay, so if we're looking at shows, I would have that in the bottom three. I would have this in the bottom three with Moon Knight and with Captain America, boys. I've already said Moon Knight, one great individual episode, like one that... If you just want to watch one episode of a Disney Plus show, go watch that. It's amazing. But then, like, Cat Boys was really captivating, like I said earlier. Uh, first four episodes, and then once Zemo left, a lot of the intrigue left. And then this show, it's consistent throughout, and it gives you these little nuggets, but then they just don't pay off on those nuggets. And also, everything that is meant to be a surprise in this show isn't. Uh, yes and no. There were a couple nice little, like, oh, okay. But they also led the left the breadcrumbs out there for you to sort of figure it out middle tier ms marvel and she hulk i like those better than these shows and then the top one i still loki doesn't get enough credit loki is such a good show and we mentioned how like a lot of these shows have very similar finales obviously she hulk is different they went into a completely different direction but the other ones are all like let's have a big kicky kicky smashy smashy party and loki is just discourse uh yeah loki was the best payoff yeah. as well I also really, really liked Borderline, loved Hawkeye. Those are my top two. I like Hawkeye. Hawkeye's my third. I like WandaVision more. The first eight episodes of WandaVision. Actually, I'm sorry. Episodes three through eight of WandaVision are awesome to me. I like the second half of WandaVision. You like the first half of WandaVision. I like the middle. Don't say the second half. Right, whatever. Yeah, to me, top two, Loki, Hawkeye, middle two, mm -hmm. uh, WandaVision, and Miss Marvel in its own tier. And then I think I have this clearly above the bottom three mm -hmm. which would be uh she hulk moon knight and falcon and winter soldier but not that far above those top two falcon and winter soldier definitely eighth for me shall we spoil let's get to spoilers it. spoilers spoilers and mac before you say anything is gaia too op at this point uh she is um i i almost feel like there's gonna have to be a taking away from yeah right? a reversal of some power we're taking there. these back until we need to give them back to you to conclude a movie 
there's got to be something going and on also there the she fact now that, has the powers of like 20 but people. not only that she has the powers but she knows how to use all of the powers and she knows like what everyone's special abilities are whereas um benadir there really only knew to use the strong avengers the strong characters powers whereas she knew to tap into like mantis being able to put someone to sleep or uh, Ghost, which I thought Ghost was actually a really cool part of it. Yeah. But I'm like, those aren't very well-known things. How much studying has she done? How does she know all of these abilities? Uh, yeah, it's it's clear. I think because she's been a, around the Avengers. And the, I know, but so say more. if... But it's clear that she, she was like... Uh, smarter in that fight. But also, say if she didn't know how to use the abilities of all of them, and like there were still more on the board that she could tap into later on, like those like specialty people, that would at least add like, well, how is she going to use Mantis in the future? Whereas she used, uh, you know, sleep powder early on. She used agility early on when most other people are just doing flamethrower. Yeah, that's no, a Pokemon that's reference for you people at home. Goo, I'm going to quickly run through here what we learned during this series uh, before the finale, and then we'll get into more finale stuff. If you use poison early on, Mac, the other uh, Pokemon, they'll, you know, slowly lose HP. I like sleep powder over poison powder. I said sleep powder earlier. I didn't want to say sleep powder twice. Fair enough. Tell me another one. What's another one? Paralyzed powder. Oh, paralyze is good, too. Yeah, but sometimes they can still attack, which is absolute horseshit. So I never. I like it when the other one is uh, paralyzed with fear. There you go. Uh, Goo, Everett Ross was a Skrull. We find out in the first episode. And obviously at the end there, he gets released. But we don't know. So his timeline, I'm very confused about. Like, I have no idea when he was taken in. It had to have been post the first Black Panther. Yes. Because he gets shot in that. Yeah. um, And he didn't revert to Skrull. So sometime after Black Panther. And we don't know exactly when. Because the other one, obviously, this is one that everyone's talking about all over the internet, is Don Cheadle's roadie, Chody, if you will. No, it's not Chody. It's Grody. Sorry. Grody. We can call him Chody if we want, I suppose. <laughs> but uh, with him, because of the fact that he was still not able to walk after he gets out of his pod, or he doesn't have his uh, you know, braces on his legs, whatever More it is. Yeah. Uh, he's still in a hospital gown yes. when he gets out of that pod. Yes, and that is at the end of Civil War, which then makes you question, has this been a scroll since Civil War, which would make sense for some parts of Endgame and Infinity War because we kind of mentioned this during our Endgame podcast, but he was very mean to Thor in Thor's weight gain. Am I wrong? No, you're right. You're right about that. Um, so him being in a hospital gown... You have to read into the fact that he became a Skrull shortly after Civil War. And that means, Goo, several things. And first of all, once Talos talks about how Fury got to where he got to mm-hmm. in, in S.H.I.E.L.D. because of the Skrulls, you sort of have to think that someone we met in Phase 1 and early on was probably a Skrull. So we find out Rhodey wasn't after, until after Civil War. I still think there's probably a big player out there that's a scrub. I certainly hope so, because if it's just him, that's kind of lazy, right? If it's just Rhodey, the one that we yep. all thought was a scroll. I agree. But if Rhodey was swapped out post-Civil War, that means at the end of this series, he doesn't know about the blip. And about Tony. He doesn't know that Tony Stark's dead. Yeah. So... That's going to be a really interesting thing for that character going forward. and actually makes him a more compelling character. You know what? That should have been the post-credit. 
that would have been a, a that would have been that yeah. might have saved it a little bit for me if because Don Cheadle. I know that we mock the character on the show a lot, but Don Cheadle's a great actor. That would have been a great post credit. A chance for him to actually act and not just be a fucking lifeless idiot, which he mostly is through most of the MCU. This he was terrible in this, and I'm not saying no. I'm not saying no. No, I'm 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 not saying him like uh, as like acting in the show. I'm saying his character sucked. He's a really bad guy. Yeah, his character sucked. Um, Maria Hill gets killed here by Gravik. Uh, in the first episode? Actually, sorry. Question for back to uh, Scrotal there. Uh, Scrody. Um, do you think that... So if he, in fact, was a scroll during Infinity War Endgame, that when he showed up to work the first day, Cheadle showed up to work, someone just went up to him and whispered, by the way, you're a scroll," And then he just looked around like, wait, what? So he had to act a little bit different. Do you think he knew ahead of time no, that he, he was didn't. a scroll? No way. No chance he knew until this series. But he did act a little bit different. Yeah, but also people can change. People know? can change. I used to be a piece of change. shit. <laughs> it's true. You used to be a piece of shit. Uh, Goo, we find out the Skrulls are living in uh, the abandoned Chernobyl area of Russia and have renamed it Skrullos, which I believe is the name of their home planet. Mm -hmm. A bit like a new Asgard type of Oh, situation. I'm sorry. One more thing with Scrody. I'm... Uh, I saw a point. We, we can still get to Scrody going forward. I saw a point online, which makes complete sense too, is that at the beginning of Endgame, Scrody goes up to kill Thanos, and he sees this big open planet, you know, wide, a very livable planet, and he never reports that back to the other scrolls of, like, we can take this planet. Was Rhodey off Earth? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, right, when they went to go kill him. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is a good point. I think that's a pretty good point. It would be hard to transport all of them there. Just hop on his back. He's a war machine. Goo, <laughs> uh, uh, what I mentioned a little bit already, uh, we learn in a pretty riveting conversation between Talos and Fury that there are now uh, at least a million scrolls living on Earth, and they all came post-Blip, which coincided with Fury being off Earth. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting, and again, at, at the end of this fi uh, finale, we see that basement with Fallsworth and Gaia with, uh, it has to be thousands of humans uh, that have been replaced by Skrulls. And that's the thing I was talking about that felt like there was a little more to that final scene that they just didn't show us, and they just cut it off, and there's no post-credit there. So that's going to mean something going forward. But they started this pre-blip. It's just that they went harder post-blip, correct? Like they've... Yeah, maybe yes. there was hundreds pre-blip something like that maybe a thousand uh but they obviously took over earth when there was almost no humans i almost wish that they snow. started this like 2000 like they were here for five years and they were like you know what fury's not getting this done let's start our revolt and then they saw shrek and they're like now is our time <laughs> Goo graphic becoming the leader of the scrolls that whole thing that yeah. was decent i was pretty intrigued by fallsworth throughout this whole series because you could tell she was obviously working against graphic but she wasn't exactly aligned with Fury. And now, after the series finale, she's definitely not aligned with Fury. She's aligned with Gaia. And it seems like she's probably going to have something to do with Valentina Consuela, right? There's My, probably going to well, be. I think an, it's a different team. No, there's there. so many different teams. I'm in uh, Secret Wars. Maybe the big secret is no one knows what team they're on anymore. But that's. Because there's so honestly, many teams. At this point, that's how it should be. It shouldn't be just one massive superhero team there should be factions of superheroes sort of 
allied, but maybe going against each other throughout the world. So it's kind of like Invincible, where there's, you know, just so many different teams of like A squads, B squads, C squads. Yeah, a little, a little bit like that, because we're so deep in at this point. And obviously, with Valentina Consuela and the Thunderbolts coming up, and now with uh, Fallsworth and Gaia in possession of that machine and that technology, I think it could mean that's how we get Red Hulk. Yeah. Or, again, this is a little further down the line. I think the more I think about it, the more it makes sense. I think this is how they introduced the Fantastic Fours with this machine. But also, so she's almost like Superman to the point of do you need a team around her because she has all the powers. Like, Captain Marvel doesn't even really need a team around her. She could pretty much... If Thanos didn't have the Power Stone there, she would have taken Thanos out by herself. Uh, yeah, I, I, again, I'm not too worried about Gaia going forward. She obviously is very overpowered at the moment, but I feel like something's going to happen there. I'm just, I'm not spending too much brain Gaia, where did all your powers go? I took a really big shit after that, and a lot of them just (laughs) left my body. Um, there were a couple cool moments during the season, uh, when we first saw our extremists in, you know, Gravik using some of the powers. Of okay, so powers. thank you for bringing that back up. That was the first time where I'm like, oh, that's very cool. When he used the Groot arm. Yeah. I was, was like, sweet. okay, let's see where this goes. Right. And then he mercs his right-hand man with the Groot mm-hmm. arm. Um, it was a cool moment seeing that Gaia up until the finale, no one knew besides her that she was a super scroll. So she was saving that. And the whole two fury thing in the finale was a nice little like oh, too fast okay. too fury yeah. correct sort of saw it coming but that was a nice little thing the other thing i'm wondering here and this uh is a little complicated by my fantastic fury four theory uh why would gravik set that machine off with fury within it as well he's trying to is kill it him because is do you think that they've run tests before and humans couldn't withstand taking on those powers so he wasn't worried about that there's a lot of radiation in it he was trying yep. to, you know, give him a nice slow death. So it might take someone as strong as a scroll, I guess, to sort of take on. They're not affected powers. by radiation, I believe. Yeah, something like that. And maybe being outside of that machine, maybe when it explodes, is how you could possibly get a power. But there's something a little bizarre about that. Why Gravik just wouldn't leave Fury out of the way to take on those things. Not a bad final fight scene. Some cool moments in there between Guy and Gravik. I thought the ghost part was cool. Yeah, the go- I, I like it was just all mostly arm stuff. It looked like Morty. It looked like Morty when he had the one really yeah. strong arm. It's also um, the I like the Ebony Ma moment. That was pretty cool. That was cool. But when she had the Drax arm, I was like, that looks really fucking stupid. Uh, yeah, the scale was a little bizarre. Yes, it sure. was. I thought Talos's sacrifice to save the president was great. It was a cool moment for Talos, who has sort of lacked that since we've seen him this whole runtime and it does show at some point they'll be able to say hey these scrolls actually helped help save the president's life who the president is now out for blood for all yeah so with him out for blood for all non-earth creatures i'm species i'm trying to think of what the word he said witch hunt for aliens um is he gonna send the asgardians back it's interesting it's gonna be interesting to see how that plays into it because he signed a treaty and is at the bottom of i think wakanda forever saying that the Asgardians have, uh, you know, land here or something. Yeah. I can't think of the jurisdiction. But I, I don't think they're in America, are they? No, no, they are they're in like near Greenland, Greenland I think. Iceland, right. something like that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah somewhere over there. Iceland so is green and Greenland is ice. That doesn't matter a ton. What, the fact that I just told you? That matters a lot. <laughs> um, 
this whole harvest situation is also pretty interesting because they just have this one vial with like 30 people's DNAs in it. Which, by the way, whenever they said uh, collecting DNAs, I, I, I giggled. I giggled every single time. I'm a child. I've seen some people online ra raise the fact that some of those people weren't in the final. Yeah, uh, Ghost wasn't. Yeah. But obviously they've been collecting samples. Over time they've been instance. building it up. Yeah, that's an easy thing to explain away. But I just also imagine like Fury's in there. He's like, all right, you're in the Avengers. Uh, jerk off into this cup. <laughs> Why? No reason. No, no like, reason oh, I, I just did a couple minutes ago. All right, well, like in a couple hours, can you jerk off again in this cup? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that witch hunt stuff I think is kind of cool going forward, though. Yes. Like that. That's going to be a little bit of a wild card. And as we already saw, the British prime minister comes back. She gets shot, had already replaced herself. She ends up getting killed for real. Fury, how was your day? Oh, I had, uh, the, the Hulk jerked off into this cup. It's fucking huge load. Oh, then what happened? Oh, Iron Man, he jerked off in this cup. I, was collected, I collected jerk offs all day. That's yeah, what I did. Yeah, yeah. What do you think they did for uh, Black Widow? Just jerked off into this cup. <laughs> I made a hand motion like this below the screen, guys. Uh, Goo, one of the final moments, or the final hair. time was- Hair! This DNA, <laughs> this hair. DNA, this hair. Fury's final moment on screen during the series is him and Vara and a nice makeout sesh before they go back up to Saber. And this was just a little too much. I sent you the photo and I said, what in the world is this? <laughs> Which then, that's what made me question. I'm like, okay, so clearly they have fornicated sure, when she was a lady. They've and then it makes you think, it just makes you think of, which I feel like he's always had a thing of like, you know, if she's green, I'd probably still do it. Which there are some nights, you know, where you are just in that mood. Where, you know, you, yeah. I mean, look look at you. Uh, you know, you do whatever. Couple, double IPAs. I know. And, uh, Green, blue, purple, it don't matter. I'm gross, you're green, let's go. <laughs> um, I i do like that little tidbit, like how they came back together, because I, I thought this woman was a very good actress. I don't know if she'll be playing the scroll going forward, Vara. Um, but a nice little moment that he accepts her for who she is, she accepts him for who he is. It's just, we didn't really need it at the end, especially the, the tongue sesh, but uh, it was got so, it. like, it wasn't for me. But I could see someone watching this show and being like, you know what? This has kind of jumped the shark. <laughs> right? That's a shark jumping moment, correct? I, I don't know if it's quite that. But, yeah, I, I could see people getting pretty uh, perturbed with it. Goo, you had to figure Gaia was going to remain in the MCU going forward. Otherwise, it wouldn't cast such a famous actress. Yeah, correct. I, I'm still a little disappointed that Gravik's not in play going forward. I thought he was genuinely great and a, a really good villain. Yeah, he was good. He but he's also he always felt like a one-off. Yeah, I he did. I, I, so it's more wishful thinking than anything. I just yeah. wish we some of the villains I wish we have more of going forward, and that most of them end up being one-offs. Anything else on Rhodey? You want to talk about Rhodey? <laughs> um, again, it that is a pretty interesting thing going forward, and. I think they still have armor wars on the horizon at some point. I don't know because they've already said that we're going to cut back on some of these shows. Armor sure. Wars feels like an easy casualty. Yeah, probably. But his next appearance is going to be pretty interesting because he's going to take in all these. So if he was taken post-Civil War, 
in the MCU time-wise, it's been eight or nine years that a scroll has been roadie. It's a really fucking long time. I know, but I still need one bigger player to also... I agree with you. I think we need a, a, a another phase one character that isn't roadie, and he wasn't even taken it over. It also needs to one. be a human. It can't be another alien, because that's... Sure. Oh, you mean this alien was also another alien? <laughs> like oh, Pepper no. Potts, for example. Pepper Potts, like that'd be... But no, that'd be too much in Stark's crew, though. Like, don't you need someone else in a different crew? Oh, so, well, I was going to say maybe Happy Hogan is a Skrull. That's another person in the same crew. I know, but it was a heavy Tony Stark crew the whole time. Like, what if you find out that... Uh, he was in the back. What if you find out that uh, uh, Flash Thompson was a Skrull? <laughs> I don't think they're replacing 16-year-old kids. What if you find out that Neil... Not Neil. I think Neil's his real name. Uh, what's his name there? Peter's friend. I'm blanking on his name right now. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I forget the fuck. I forget his name. Zendaya. What if Zendaya was a scroll? Zendaya. Like, it's pronounced Zendaya. Uh, again, Goo. Yeah. My, my biggest hope from this show going forward is it creates the Fantastic Four or something like that. Otherwise, I don't know why you would spend so much time on this DNA stuff if you weren't going to use it uh, to the good guy's benefit at some point. Also, I just want to, like, just one person be like, oh, how did you get that DNA? He's like, well, I got it from the battlefield. How did you really get that DNA? <laughs> so you wanted the post-credit of Fury collecting jizz cups. No, just someone, like, him admitting, like, what he, like, that would, that'd be, so I either want the really uh, serious roadie ending of him finding out that he's been gone for so long, that Tony has died, that a lot of his world is gone, or them talking about semen. One of the I two. Think, I think the Avengers towers and base probably had some sort of thing where you couldn't enter it unless it had your DNA and detected your DNA. So maybe that's how they got it. <laughs> Put your cock in this. <laughs> Stick your dick in this hole, please. You got anything else from this show? No, that's it. It was it was a good, not great show with a, with a lackluster finale. That's that's my take. And once again, I thought it was really cool because don't take away that Goo's a negative Nancy. I thought it was cool when he had the Groot arm. Groot arm was great. Agreed. And it would have been great if he said, I wonder how this feels. They actually, Extremis was used better like four times here than they ever used it in Iron Man 3. 20, what did I say, 24? You said 24. Yeah, sure. 32 for me, why not? Where can the people find us? You can find us on Twitter and on Instagram at Mac and Goo Podcast. Every other platform where you're Mac and Percent Goo. That includes Facebook, Stitcher, TuneIn, Cashbox, Spreaker, Google Play, iHeartRadio. Radio. Uh, uh, we're on Spotify. More importantly, we're on Apple Podcasts. Like, review, rate, subscribe, five stars. If you do that, we'll get you a free Mac and Goo t-shirt. The folks over at Watertown Sportswear, as well as some delicious pens. Yes, that's right. Mm. Yummy pens. Watertown Sportswear on 34 Mud Auburn Street in Watertown. WatertownSportswear.com, expert screen printing and embroidery. Tpublic.com, the shop right now for our how, uh, for I think you should leave, for our how I met your mother shirts. I thought that's what you were going to say. I got Kobe Smoby on my head right now. You know, it's a very similar acronym. Yes. How I, H-M, H-I-M-Y-M. Thank you for that. So our I Think You Should Leave merch, we have some new stuff up there. Got some great summer loving merch up there. And I think by the end of this week, I believe we're changing the name of the shop to Shirt Brothers. Okay. All right. So keep an eye out for that. 
More All right, fitting, I guess. So just quickly, our schedule for next week. I think we're going to do Barbenheimer. I just thought of that. No one said yep. that before. Yep. That's the first time ever. We're going to do that on Monday slash uh-huh. Goose Day. Uh-huh. 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 And then uh-huh. the uh-huh. end of the week, we've got Turtles. If I see it on time. You're going to see it on time. I don't know if I am. But I also, now that we have 40 uh, MCU properties, we should rank them. Yeah. 40 to 1. After Turtles. Next month or After so. Turtles. All right. Sounds good. Turtles opens on Tuesday, by the way. Does it really? Yeah. Okay. I might catch that Saturday screener, but I'm. Oh, sure. you know who you can sit with? Who? Me and my brother. Oh, all right. I'm bringing my brother. What was his new tattoo? What did that stand for? It's the Donnie Darko thing. I guess Donnie oh, Darko has that written on his arm or something. I fucking hate that movie. I'm not a fan either. You know, I'm going to guess slash hope that he likes it because otherwise that's a, an odd thing to get. Yes, that would be bizarre. He's like, oh, I fucking hate that movie. I got this tattoo. <laughs> All right. Yep. Uh, what do you want to do first, Barbie and Op- or Oppenheimer next week? Um, we should just do it in like the same episode. Well, split it, though. Let's do Oppenheimer comes out first uh, because you and DJ already talked about Barbie. Then us, we'll do Barbie. OK, we'll figure it so out. So There's more of a gap. There's more of a gap. Yes. We're going to do three episodes next week? No, no. So there's more of a gap between the two Barbie episodes. Oh, just, well, it's going to be one, it's one podcast, but then two different YouTubes. Two releases. Two releases? Yeah. You want me to double release it? Oh, like the movies. No, like a Tuesday, Friday. So that's our two episodes next week. Friday next week is Turtles. No one's seen it opening weekend. Make that the next uh, Monday. Hear me out. It's going to beat out both of these movies in the box office. I mean, it for sure won't. And by the way, to that point, Koo, the two most packed theaters I've been in, uh, non-screener since COVID, were these two movies, Barbie and Oppenheimer. If it is projected to beat the two movies, we're doing Turtles on Friday. It uh, has to be not, projected, it's though. Be. It's not going to be. It's not going to be. That's our bet. That is our bet. Okay. Uh, it's not going to be. Um, but if it is, I'm lo- I am looking forward to the movie, but uh, I will say spoiler Barbie and Oppenheimer. They're both in my top six on the year. I think I'm seeing Oppenheimer tonight and Barbie is not in my top six. Uh, Barbie's in my five to eight range, but I think I have it fifth or sixth Oppenheimer goo. It's a masterpiece. It's not my favorite. No, looking movie, forward to it, but it's fucking so good. Killian Murphy puts on, I think one of, like shortlist greatest performances of all time. It's a movie that was very difficult in the fact of um, I was on vacation this past week right, and right. it's one that you cannot sneak away to see because it no. is half of the day. It's three, it's three hours. It's, it's quite long. And I did check my phone once. I'm not going to lie. All right. So Tuesdays are goose days. I abuse kangaroos. Bye. Now it's time for girls jumping on trampolines. <laughs> Please flip the cassette over to side B to continue the adventure. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.